Hello and welcome to London Stock Exchange's Be Inspired CEO Series. My name is Gokul and I'm joined here today by Tom Greenwood, Chief Executive of Helios Towers, a London-listed telecom infrastructure company. Well, with that, welcome, Tom. Great to be here and thanks very much for having me. Thank you, Tom. Um, by way of background, Helios Towers is a telecom infrastructure uh, company with operations right across Africa and more recently in the Middle East. Um, the company went uh, public in October 2019 uh, on London Stock Exchange's premium segment within the main market. Uh, its inaugural market cap was 1.15 billion pounds. Today, um, it enjoys a, uh, a firm positioning within our FTSE 250 index and a market cap of 1.3 uh, billion pounds. Yeah, no, absolutely, great to be here. And uh, it's been a you know, really interesting journey we've been on since becoming listed, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, we, as you mentioned, we listed in October 2019. That was off the back of almost a decade of, of operations as a, as a private company. Yeah. Uh, we were formed um, in uh, 2010 um, by a small club of private equity uh, investors uh, who saw an opportunity to provide telecoms infrastructure services across Africa at the time. Um, and uh, we, you know, we were successful in expanding the business into a number of markets uh, yeah. over over the years. And by the time we got to our listing in 2019, we were operating um, 7,000 telecom towers across five markets mm -hmm. in Africa, all very high growth markets. Uh, and Africa is a place driven by huge population growth, um, underpenetrated telecom sector, and obviously huge growth that comes with that, um, and a big infrastructure gap to fill, which is which is the part that we're very proud to um, play on. Um, subsequent to listing, um, the business has been on a real expansion path, um, both geographically and from a scale point of view. Yep. Um, and actually, being a public company listed on the London Stock Exchange has really supported us in that through a number of large capital raisings that we've done um, during that time, which has allowed us to um, be able to invest in new markets and grow the size of the business, effectively doubling our footprint and doubling in size in the last um, 18 months to two years, um, going from five markets to 10 markets, 7,000 towers to 14,000 towers, increasing our customer base, uh, in increasing the ultimate end subscriber numbers that we um, that we serve um, and uh, and really driving geographic diversification of our business which was a, a key part of our IPO story and uh, a key part of our strategy that we set out at yep. the time of IPO um, and you know as I mentioned being listed on the London Stock Exchange has very much helped with that um, when we did our initial public offering, we did partial secondary and partial mm -hmm. primary. So um, some of our original investors um, got some monetization, yep. um, but, but also stayed in quite considerably because they believe in the long-term growth of the business. We also raised some primary on yes. the day one of listing as well. And then subsequent to that, we've done a number of different uh, capital raises as well. We've done um, our first convertibles, um, which was a, a, a very, um, you know, sort of attractive product. Um, we've um, done more bonds, refinanced our bonds, um, and we've raised some more primary 
yeah. uh, as well, all of which have contributed to, to the growth I've mentioned. In fact, I wanted to come on to that. You've been uh, absolute, uh, you know, when we look at the transactions you've done since IPO, you've been an absolute poster child for how a public or how an IPO and therefore a publicly listed company can diversify funding sources. And you know, the capital markets nerd in me kind of couldn't, you know, uh, help but smile at, you know, the IPO was a mix of primary and secondary. Then there was a series of secondaries, which was mainly the shareholders selling down their equity stakes. Um, then an upsized high yield bond, love to talk to you a bit about that. How was the rating process for that? That's that, that you know, rating processes for, for bonds out of the continent often quite quite challenging some, so, to some respect, but you got a very large upsized deal done at $750 million. And then it doesn't stop there, uh, an equity primary. Um, and, then, um, and then of course the, uh, the convertible bond. Um, uh, so love to get a little bit of color uh, around that. Is that, was that, was that a lot of that uh, driven by, by you as, as sort of uh, COO prior to uh, chief executive or, uh, or how did that come together? Yeah, look, I mean, the, the, the funding is, is always driven by the requirements of the, of the business growth. So about two years ago, shortly after listing, we, uh, you know, we were very focused on, as well as continuing to drive the great organic growth and great operational performance of our existing businesses, we were very focused on potential geographic diversification and, and large-scale expansion principally initially through um, acquisitions of, of tower networks in, in new markets um, through sell and leaseback transactions with mobile operators, which is typically how this um, sort of business model works. Um, and so in doing that, we were fortunate enough that there were a number of opportunities uh, at the time, which, uh, which we pursued and we were successful in, uh, in signing these acquisitions. Um, and along with that comes a comes a funding need. I mean, we we run telecom infrastructure. It's an asset heavy business, and therefore a capital uh, heavy business. You need capital in order to set the business up. And so, through our diversified funding sources, you know, in part made possible through the listing of our equity on the London Stock Exchange, we had the bond as well. That means we can do convertibles, etc. Um, we were able to balance the uh, needs of the business in terms of growth and, you know, in total our acquisitions come to over a billion dollars, um, you know, so we had to find a, you know, that much or a little bit more than that in terms of financing. And we've done that through a combination of equity, debt and, and convertibles. Um, and, uh, you know, it's where, you know, ultimately we're focused on maximizing the, the, the returns of our equity holders. That's absolutely paramount. Um, and so we aim first to um, raise, raise debt convertibles and then, and then equity uh, in that order. And I think that, um, you know, one thing that we do very, focus very much on is our leverage. Um, and uh, again, we're, you know, fortunate that the business has been growing substantially in terms of revenues and EBITDA. Uh, etc. since listing. Um, so we were able to upsize our bonds, we were able to raise some convertibles, and then we were able to complement that with um, some equity um, primary on top, um, all keeping within our leverage targets and not over leveraging the business, but really maximizing 
the leverage available to us in the market to to um, to fully maximize equity returns. So um, that's that's sort of how we we think about it, and um, we're right in the middle now of really finalizing the expansion from five to 10 markets. Um, you know, obviously that comes with a huge amount of new people coming on board in the new markets. Um, some new people at group as well, because to run 10 markets, you need a different group structure than you do with, with just five markets. Um, it comes with bringing on board a, a lot of new um, maintenance partners, security partners, who are indirect employers of the company through our contractor network. Um, and so we're doing a lot of work at the moment around embedding our culture in the new markets. This comes with a huge amount of, of training, um, both technical training, but also, you know, sort of culture related yeah. training as well. Um, we want to make sure that our business excellence, our Lean Six Sigma um, foundation, um, our values of um, partnership, integrity and excellence absolutely shine through in all of our markets um, from day one. So we've got big plans in terms of um, new market setup, new market integration. We've got people who've worked in our existing business for many years going into the new markets to help set those up and take our, our culture and our processes and our ways of doing things there. Yep. So the business is in a really exciting place at the moment. We're in the midst of a huge transition, which is setting our enlarged platform up with more geographic diversification really setting ourselves up for you know the next few years of growth uh, and, and serving a, a wider customer base in in a wider number of markets so it's an exciting time for for the business well thank you for that uh, that color tom and taking us through that growth journey thanks to your ipo in october 2019 i think we had the youngest uh, participant to a to a market open ceremony i remember meeting your wife and your son who was only two years old at the time and I think you, you would, you'd come in and he, I think he had a navy blue, blue stroller, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, but, uh, but, you know, I'd love to know, uh, you know, about, uh, about yourself, Tom, uh, in a personal capacity. Um, you know, you know he's, probably, he's, he's probably four and a bit. Uh, does he have a, a sibling? Um, and, you know, um, uh, how are things going on that, uh, on that front? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, that, that was certainly a, a momentous uh, day yes. for uh, for the business, uh, yeah. for myself personally, but also my, my family. Obviously, my wife and son, who was then two, came down, and uh, he was actually lucky enough to to get right to the front to touch the the button. I think in most yeah. of the photos, my face is blocked out because he's he's in it in front of me. So uh, so we've we've got we've got some good photos to embarrass him with when he's uh, when he's eighteen. That's for sure. And uh, maybe he'll do the same one day. Probably one of our final questions for this afternoon um, is just the uh, is just the kind of choice between public versus private. But as you see it, you know, in your in your in your sector, you could have done uh, a lot of what you've done staying private. Um, you chose to go public. Um, where where do you think um, it's benefited you? But but also maybe where it's been a bit of a challenge to be public in in the growth of the last two and a half years. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, look, I think the, the journey we've been on in the last two and a half years has been one of, you know, significant e expansion. I think that, you know, that has been made possible in part very much so by being public and just having the flexibility and the fluidity of the various capital markets. Um, you know, 
equity debt, but also the convertible market, which yes. we've been uh, active in and, you know, which has provided a, a good bit of capital actually for, for us to deploy on, on, on the acquisitions and the new markets that we've announced. So I think that that's clearly a, a benefit. I think that being public has accelerated our ability to grow and geographically diversify, um, arguably a lot quicker than what it would be, would have been if we were private. Um, but, you know, clearly being public, there's, um, you know, there's a bit more admin to do. There's, a, you know, there's, there's more public related compliance that you have to do. Um, all the normal things about being a listed business, right? Um, so, um, you know, but, you know, on balance, it's, it's, all, it's all worth it, right? So. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> oh, we we, we um, think so, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Tom. That was absolutely fascinating. We wish you and Helios Towers all the very best of success in the coming months and years. If you wish to uh, know more and learn more, please visit www.londonstockexchange.com where we have further interviews and podcasts from the series. Thank you. Thank you.